today with my boy DLF Drew. Yo. What's going on? What's good? What's good? What's good? You know, music's been a really big part of my life. When you go through shit in life, it just you have to find an outlet that helps you, you know, get away from it sometimes and help you cope with it. You walk on that stage, bro, and I just see like flashlights everywhere. I'm like, bro, I feel like I'm performing in the fucking on BMO Field for fuck's sake. Yeah. It's crazy. Like you go to UTM. Mm-hmm. UTM is the school. University of Toronto, Mississauga, which everyone knows is not a real U of T. Here we go. <laughs> UTM is a very closed campus. It was either UTM or Mac at the end of the day. I actually did want to go to Mac. Mac was my number one choice, for being very honest. Our school is so dead, bro. Like, it's so depressing. And it comes in waves. <laughs> waves of depression. Waves of depression, of bro. You can't get around that, bro. It's just like, okay, you start school, cool. It's good for the first month. Midterms. There's no, like, rest, you know? Like, it's just like grind, 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 grind. Keep grinding, do this, do that. Bro, at the end of the day, we're actually just we're buying the brand most people do accept their offers from u of t because you know it's the number one in it's canada whoever's reading your resume is just gonna be like okay cool u of t clean next what have you learned from university the most not academics the biggest thing i realized the transition for international students compared to local students is crazy people from like all over the world come here and they just fucking outclass everybody and i'm like you guys are actually built different <laughs> the one thing i fucking wanted in grade 12 was a graduation and a prom i wanted to tell my kids that okay i went to prom here are the prom pictures but bro now i have to tell them i survived the fucking pandemic got there and i realized that bro i'm gonna have to do a lot of talking to strangers bro and if you cannot do that your life in uni is going to be depressing is being social worth losing your 4.0 for me it is social media is just close enough to human interaction that it supplements human interaction. I didn't really get close to that group until I left IB. I, I came into university actually looking for someone. I knew that it was the opportunity to meet people, including girls. A lot of people at UTM just can't talk, bro. They just look so unapproachable. But I think a lot of it also comes down to- Insecurity. Insecurity. The guy is worried that the girl's gonna freak out, call him a creep, call him weird. That's the biggest thing, real. Real is something I've never had, bro. Real is something where you literally- Always fakers. Bro, all these fakes in fucking GSF. Shout out to the fakes in GSF. You guys taught me a lot. These are all fake, bro. You do need standards. Yeah, you have to have like a line, a barrier. I wouldn't even consider a relationship if I didn't think it was going to last at least a year. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the VOV podcast, Voices of Vic. Today we're doing something different. We're doing something interesting. All the podcasts normally are with Victoria College students. Obviously, that's why it's called Voices of Vic. But... School is still not in yet. We got a month away till uni. And I've decided to talk to some students from other universities, other colleges, other locations. I'm going to talk to some people who don't even go to university. We're going to do a bit of a series here of, of other students, other people our age, you know, 18 to 24, who are in different places in life than Victoria College students today. With my boy, DLF, Drew. Yo. What's going on? What's good? What's good? What's good? It's great to have you. This is an unprecedented episode. Crazy unprecedented episode. The entire world is waiting to see this. This one's going to be crazy. This one is going to be unmatched. Unmatched. Honestly, it's just going to be crazy at this point. Might wow. break the internet. I don't know. We'll see. We shall see. Um, Drew, this is, uh, by the way, just to make everyone aware, this is a video and audio podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is not either just one, okay? 
later earlier in the day you explain what happened all right earlier during the day we were texting making this making this stuff happen and uh yeah i was just you know a bit curious because you know i've been watching the podcast here and there but like you know had to find out like actually what the podcast really was are we just doing a video are we doing audio like is it just gonna be like no video i was like what the fuck is going on yeah (laughs) but (laughs) i ended up texting this guy are we just doing a podcast that's just video (laughs) or are we doing it just audio and then i was like I just realized what I said. (laughs) No, I understand. The question made sense. Yeah. Because you thought, is it just audio Mm -hmm. or is it video? Mm -hmm. And I said, no, it's video. And audio (laughs) too, it's both. You can't just have video and mute podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For 60 minutes. That was funny as fuck. That was pretty funny. I couldn't really contain the laughter at work. Mm -hmm. But it was good. Um, Speaking of audio. Yeah. Famous rapper. Almost. Famous. Almost. Famous is crazy. Almost there. How's... How's your rap career? Rap career. Let's go back to the roots, bro. True. Let's go back to Where the roots. Started, Where it, it all started. Aiden diss track. The Aiden diss track. <laughs> Shout out to my boy Aiden. You already know. If you yep. see this, we'll probably, you'll probably see it. He's going to see it. He's going to see it. Uh, Yeah. No, like, you know, music's been a really big part of my life. You know, just starting with the drums and then continuing that for like 16 years. Here I am today, you know, almost professional drummer. Solid. And uh, once I got to high school, you know, shit went down shit's been happening left right and center but uh yeah i decided that you know it was time to you know try something new you yep. know do something different and at the time we were watching the boys the sidemen boys on youtube oh yeah and uh we still do shout out to the sidemen uh but yeah we, we i never never watched don't include me in that sh- what do you mean i don't watch this you never watched the sidemen i could say so much but brother everyone knows the sidemen but anyways <laughs> shout out anyways. to my boy ksi <laughs> if, he, if he's watching this yeah. <laughs> but yeah no like yeah since then there was a big like youtube like trend about like yeah diss tracks here and there and uh i was like you know what time to just hit one bro like i'm just gonna make one time to join on i'll the, make on a diss track and i made the diss track yeah and none other than on my best friend at the time aiden this guy <laughs> literally took the biggest hit of all time like it's just a crazy ass diss track craziness it's but yeah good. that's where it all started um, from there, it was just, you know, I got better and better, kept going, kept writing, kept being inspired by, you know, real life experiences. Yeah. And yeah, the rest is that. It's just uphill from there. How much of your music is authentic? Define authentic. How much? Okay. Okay. You know how, like, have you seen those clips of Lil Tecca? He'll like go through his genius lyrics. Oh. And he'll be like, uh, I got two twin Glocks. And he's like, I don't have any Glocks. <laughs> and then and then he'll be like, Oh yeah. I got, I got something the, about the whip. The license. Yeah, I can't he drive. Even drive. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't even drive. So how much of that is you? Do you speak from real experience? Or just obviously do you like tone it up? Okay, I'd say ninety nine percent of the time I am writing about my own experiences and I make sure like what I write actually makes sense. Yeah. And it relates to me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, important I mean, to make sense here and there, like in like maybe one out of like thirty songs, I you know include like a little playful bar about like you know I don't I don't I don't fucking know like people like remember the remember memories the song memories yeah yeah I was just like sh- like like this bitch is calling on my phone no they're not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're not they're not calling they're not bro. no one's calling they're not or like sh- like I don't know like I'm counting my cash yeah, bro I was dead broke in like grade ten like I wasn't making any money hell no fifteen year old hell cash. no. That's yeah, I know. There was nothing. But, like, yeah, other than that, so a little playful bars, but nothing crazy, you know? The I rest is authentic, though. Yeah. No, st- at least, like, starting at the... When you're at the bottom, like, when you're just starting, I don't think it's harmful to to 
make those lyrics. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's artistic at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So I find that interesting. But where, where is it taking you now? Actually, you know what? I'll explain your style. It's unique. Style. Okay. It's so unique. I've pretty much started, of course, Juice World. You know, rest in peace, Juice World. An incredible artist. Shout out. Shout out, Juice World. Uh, he was the reason I started writing music. Uh, very relatable music. Uh, helped me through very hard times. Uh, and yeah, from there, it was just like, you know, I'm going to start, you know, idolizing him in the sense that I try to inspire myself from his music and write according to his music yep. and stuff like that. So I picked up his style, started playing around with it. And then, yeah, I started off with some pretty sad songs because, you know, back in the day, DLF himself was depressed as fuck. Anyways, heartbreak changes. Yeah, man. it's just crazy. So, yeah, when you go through shit in life, it just you have to find an outlet that helps you, you know, get away from it sometimes and help you cope with it 100%. so that was my outlet the only outlet i have is music and yeah i started with sad music and then i transitioned to in grade nine i made a my first ever song keep it on the low keep it on the low keep it on the low is a crazy one family favorite family favorite yeah performed at the talent show oh yeah the talent Can't show was it. crazy shout out to everyone who supported at the talent show it was crazy show crazy that must show. have been like was that like if you had to rank like top three moments of your your rap career 100% that's number one bro. it's gotta be number one right bro you walk on I that was stage, there I remember you walk on that stage bro and I just see like flashlights everywhere I'm like bro I feel like I'm performing in the fucking on BMO field for fuck's sakes yeah. it's crazy like I look everywhere I see my friends I see people like Aaliyah Hala people putting up posters and shit like that like, yeah. I got po- people putting posters in the sky saying DLF like bro that is crazy the grandkids will hear about this one. of course they will bro 100%. it's a crazy moment and it was honestly the best day of my entire life I actually felt like what I wrote had value and that, you know, when you perform that and everyone's actually singing along with you, yeah. like, bro, that energy is something you can never find, bro. It's crazy. It's awesome. But yeah. From there, I started with Afrobeats, went to Juice Roll Music, and then, yeah, I found myself getting into a lot of Afrobeats at the time. Uh, started making, now, I mean, after releasing my album in January, uh, made a really diverse album, very diverse with Drill, with Juice Roll Music, with afro beats just very diverse and something that everyone can like you're gonna have like something that everyone's gonna like maybe one or two songs that are gonna hit different people and that was the whole point of my album you know just to like get the fact out there that i'm just very diverse and i can do a lot yeah not just like one style you know you sound like my dad right now when he was in his band his they, they only had one album but he always talks about how like we cover all the all the bases you want jazz you want rock you want yeah um blues mm-hmm. we got all of it one album which is which is awesome yeah and <clears throat> you're doing it in the context of a hip-hop style album but it's yeah. it's diverse in the sense of the the beats the lyrics all this kind of stuff. storytelling everything. storytelling yeah. right that's important um and yeah no it's just cool to see cool to see you taking off is there gonna when's the third album Third album. The third album. Third album is loading. That's all I gotta is say. Is it loading? It's loading. All right, we can't uh, can't reveal too much here. Where we'll move on, but like, where can people find your music? Shout it out on the pod, right? All right. Now. You already know. You guys know me. I'm DLF. You can find me on Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, my roots are on SoundCloud, but don't call me a SoundCloud rapper. That's just, <laughs> just gonna piss me off. So if you want a way to piss me off, you can use it, but it's not gonna be fun for me. So don't do that. Uh, but yeah, no Spotify, Apple Music, uh, DLF. Search up Memories or my newest album Remedy. Uh, give it a listen, and my Instagram is at re- at the real DLF underscore. Hit me up. I would love to get some insight. 
love to you know hear everyone's thoughts on you know what i've been doing yeah do you ever get the dj khaled comparisons dj khaled is crazy <laughs> um you go to utm mm-hmm. utm is the school utm university of toronto mississauga which everyone knows is not a real u of t mm, yeah okay here we go <laughs> what do you have to say about being at the worst university of toronto sorry second second worst i was about to clarify that scarborough is a new level of dog shit. i'd rather go <laughs> i'd rather go to tmu sorry no yeah tmu i'd rather go to ryerson than go to yeah. U of t scarborough bro no okay what are the comparisons though You've been to both campuses. Yeah, you haven't, yeah. You no, studied I've, I've visited both. St. George. You know, right? I pretty much you know, spent all my time at UTM. But yeah, I've been to St. George like, I'd say like a good 10 times so far. Well, uh, how big is UTM? UTM is a very closed campus rather right? than like, you know, downtown Toronto. It's just, you know, yeah. a little forest where we have like a set of eight, nine buildings around okay. the campus, uh, each in, each for their own like programs and stuff like that. In terms of size, it's a cozy size. It's like a neighborhood, you know? It's like you, you walk to school and you're, you're in this campus and it's just forest and, you know, it's a very cozy thing. Um, although people still do bitch about walking in winter to classes and stuff like that. It's not that big of a campus. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's a cozy size. I like it. It's good. Yeah. Is it comparison comparable to uh, to like JSF to high school? Or is no, it no, no. Not even close. Bigger it's than that. way bigger. Way bigger than that. Okay. Way bigger. Okay. So it's not just like a building. There's no, some no, no. There's like are... a good nine to ten buildings. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. That's cool. I mean, you talked about uh, transferring. Is that still on your mind? I don't know yet. Don't know yet? No. Uh, Why do no you, what, what, it, what makes you even want to consider that? More so just the U of T concept of, you know, the competitiveness in first and second year. Yeah. Uh, getting into post. Yeah. It's just a crazy mental thing. Uh, it weighs you down. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of people that come from our class, transferring from high school to university during the pandemic is just, it's a huge change, bro. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, starting uni online was, you know, it, it, it wasn't beneficial for anyone. No. Nope. Um, it hit a lot of people. And yeah, just basically we got a really rocky start to university and it was, yeah, it was rough, bro. Got it. But yeah, I mean, since then I've just been like, I mean, what's the harm in, you know, like my first choice, because I did, I applied to four schools. I applied to Guelph, I applied to York, I applied to Mac and U of T. Yeah. I got into all four and I was like... Flexing. <laughs> guys said flexing <laughs> but yeah um no i got into all four and i was like you know i was weighing out my options and it was either utm or mac at the end of the day and i actually did want to go to mac why mac was my number one choice why, why? No, because wasn't. yeah no i was how was your number one choice if you didn't but no no but like on the, web, and you on didn't the website was obviously number one was utm but i got that that was my first ever offer but uh, uh in, like deep down I thought about it and I was like I feel like I'd be way more comfortable on Mac I'd feel like you know I'd have the opportunity to actually experience the university life at Mac yeah. because bro for being very honest our, our school is so dead bro like it's actually <laughs> crazy you no, you're you're not wrong it's such a dead school bro like I, at the end of the day I do love the school but bro like it's so depressing and it comes in waves <laughs> waves of depression waves of depression bro it's, you can't get around that bro it's just like okay you start school cool it's good for the first month midterms 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 every school has a midterm no i know mean? it is but it's just like the the waves like 
the algorithm of the waves are just like, <laughs> bro, I, I'm starting. I don't get to chill. Yeah. There's no, there's no like rest, you know, like it's just like grind, 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 keep grinding, do this, do that. You don't, you don't get a rest of anything. Uh, I, I don't know. I just feel like I'd have a better, like I would, I would have, I would have had better experiences at Mac. Yeah. And I'm still thinking about it for grad school, but, but that's a, you know, that's for later. It's not a big deal, but what's your, what's your plan for grad school? Uh, right now I'm trying to get into pharmacy. So nice. uh, I'm finishing up my bachelor's in uh, chemistry and bio. So you really did idolize Juice World. Pretty much. Getting into pharmacy. That's crazy. This guy's, <laughs> this guy's pointing towards the drugs. All right, just kidding. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I mean, it is it is a grind. U it is T, a grind. It is a grind. Nonstop. Bro, at the end of the day, we're actually just, we're buying the brand at the end of the day. Like, what do you mean? Like in the sense that, bro, most people do accept their offers like from U of T because you know it's the number one in it's Canada. U of T. Yeah. It's U of T. You know that 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 brand that you're buying, yeah. the U of T brand is just like, you know, it's something valuable. Yeah. But, you know, I've been actually doing some thinking, and bro, nowadays if you hop on any job-looking website like like LinkedIn or fucking Indeed for fuck's sakes, anything, <laughs> you, bro, you, you, you hop on like that website and you just see that they just look for experience, bro. Literally. Like your bachelor's doesn't even matter. Barely. Like you're the, like whoever's reading your resume is just going to be like, okay, oh, okay, cool. UFT clean next. That's, that's the thing. That's hard for some people to hear. That is true. It's hard for some people to hear. No, it is. It is. And I, I, I I'll gladly say that, listen, we're getting a bachelor's from UFT, but bro, it's going to be the most like, the least valuable thing 100%. on your resume. 100%. Least valuable. It's crazy. I, you're right. You're right. It's, and even more so, you're saying about the entire degree, there are mm -hmm. people out here stressing about the GPA number on their resume. As if the employer is going to look at your 4.0 and my 3.1. Just because like, you have mm. a 3.8, just, just because you have a 3.8 in, in, in like your, your degree, like you put that on your resume, it doesn't mean that it's going to lead you anywhere to get a job. Seriously. If me and some student... Yes. At U of T. My GPA is not a 2.0, but let's say it's a 2.0. I walk into an interview with a 2.0 and obviously depends on the job, but let's just say, uh, any, any kind of important, let's say a business position. Yeah. Important business position. Okay. okay. Keep it vague. I walk into the office. Resume shows 2.0. We both went to U of T. My resume shows 2.0. His resume shows a 4.0. I am a little more charismatic. Maybe I'm a nicer person. Maybe I walk in not smelling like garbage. Bro. Maybe, you know, dress nice. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm kind of the person. I can communicate. I know what I'm talking about. I sound like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. He walks in, 4.0. Smells bad. Smells bad. Nervous. <laughs> CS student. CS student. <laughs> <laughs> He's nervous. No, I'm joking. I'm joking, yo. All my no, CS no. people, I actually love you guys. Don't don't take it. Don't I love me. CS people, too. You guys smell like ass. <laughs> 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 um <laughs> no what was i saying yeah he walks in nervous mm -hmm. jittery stutters when he talks he's got a 4.0 though mm -hmm. i don't think he's getting it no i don't think he's getting it bro it's bigger than academics at this point bro 100 percent. and anyone who doesn't know i feel so bad for anyone who doesn't realize that and i'm not trying to shit on academics and you this see, is coming from someone who does not have a 4.0 yeah okay my gpa i think my cgpa right now is at like a 3.1 completely mm -hmm. honest open buck 3.1 3.1 as well there we go um, but, and, and once it might sound like I'm trying to pull down the people with the high GPAs, but in first year I had a 3.9 GPA, mm -hmm. 3.9. So I'm not, I'm not trying to 
talk shit. I just realized that at the end of first year, I spent this whole two semesters stressing about my courses. I was missing all the important things. At university, you got to offer, yeah. Connect with people. You got to meet people. You have to. I've learned so much from this podcast alone. Really, literally, I've learned so much from this podcast. Yeah, you have to know how to speak. Of course, I say that as I stutter. <laughs> you have to. You have to, <laughs> you know, have to know, to know how to speak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one's crazy. You have to know how to talk. Yeah, that's first thing. You have to know how to get people to like you. Yes, I've that's had true. fifteen, two unreleased, thirteen guests walk in coming to do an interview. Of course, most of them are my friends. But yeah, a couple people who I've never met before, and. This is this is a little bit intimidating, the whole setup. Cameras, mm-hmm. lights, all this stuff. And they're walking in, you inviting them to the podcast. If it's the first time them meeting you, it's not like a very Com- easy... Comforting it's, Yeah, it's not very easy to just walk yeah, into. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And some people are confident they don't care. But I mean, just even for the average person, this is a... This is a Pretty intimidating, intimidating setup. Intimidating setup, right? Yeah. That's why I sent you a picture beforehand. Yeah, you know you're getting no, I mean, I've never really done any podcasts like this. Maybe for school I have, but that's about it. But, I mean, yeah, bro. You've been, you, you've been chilling this whole I've been time, chilling, bro. Because we know each other, so it's, it's, yeah. like, it's chill. Yeah, yeah, this is all fun, bro. But you have to be able to get a person who's never met you in front of a bunch of cameras and just kind of cool the tone down, even if they do know you. Yeah. Like, some people are nervous. So you have to be able to just be chill, you know, smile, make them laugh, be kind of, like, relaxed. All this type of stuff. And that goes more into just a podcast. That goes into life. You could use that in life. For sure. So it's been interesting. Yeah, that's good, bro. I mean, it's been crazy. I've been watching a bunch of the reels and stuff like that. It's been, yeah, yeah, you're doing good, bro. What did you, what have you learned from university the most, not academics? It honestly normalized failing. I know a lot of people who are going through a very academic you know, academically downslope, yep. like when they started uni and it's normal, but you yep. finish high school, you come to university. The thing is that the one thing, the biggest thing I realized, bro, the transition for international students compared to local students is crazy. It's different. Facts. It is crazy, bro. Facts. These people from like all over the world come here and they just fucking outclass everybody. And I'm like, you guys are di- like actually built different. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yo, for us, we have to work twice as hard. What do you mean? In the sense that, bro, they, they just come with, like, so much background knowledge that we never had. Oh, the education system yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in those countries are Insane. superior. So superior. India, China. Craziness. We're not competing with India or China. Hell no. Not even close, bro. It's, not at all. It's just crazy, bro. And it's it, it kind of actually does give you perspective on, like, just the, the state of countries on a global scale. Mm. Now, to be 100% fair, this isn't a cop-out, but China and India are huge. They're huge. The more people you have, the more smart people you have. Yeah. Right? Makes sense. Yeah. Um, but still, you just see, especially, I know, I noticed it, especially with the Chinese students, because U of T has a very large Chinese population yeah. of um, international students. Mm-hmm. Their, their, their discipline and their care for success yes. is noticeably different. Yeah, but that, that's that's because, you know, it's a completely different world for them too, you know. It's a like different they, culture. They walk into this country where they have something to prove. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing, and people growing up here think they don't. Yeah, that's true. Which is messed. That it's is crazy. true. No, no, no. That's true. It's crazy. It like, is I'm, true. I respect the hell out of that upbringing. Yeah. 
and I'm sure it comes with its challenges. Bro, I'm sure it comes. It with comes its with negatives. so much discipline because you know from back home. Even we follow Mauritius follows. Sorry guys, I'm from Mauritius. Just letting putting that out there. Shout out to Mauritius. Shout out to all the Mauritians watching. Yeah. Love you guys. But yeah, uh, in Mauritius we follow the British school system. Yeah. So yeah, the British school system. You know, it's pretty intense. Uh, it's a crazy no life system. You have no, no life, life system. No life, bro. Like it's crazy. Yeah. I, I I went I like when I visit Mauritius, like I, even at a younger age, I went when I was like twelve for six months I went to Mauritius. Yeah. I did a, a bit of schooling there, homeschooling, but I still got to experience like the vibe of the academic system there. It's so intense, bro. You have school from like nine to fucking like two. You go from, from two o'clock to like five o'clock, you have to go to tutoring. Yeah. And then after tutoring you have to do your homework for tutoring. And your homework for school for the day. It's just, it's from 9 to 9. You have 12 hours in your day and you're just doing work the entire time. That's crazy. It's crazy. That's no crazy. rest. Absolutely I mean, no rest. It gives results. It does give results. That's the thing. Does it fuck with your mental though? That's true. It does. So you got to balance it. That's, that's, it's hard. It's hard to find that balance. It's hard to find that line. Even, like, where even do you for us, bro. We, we come from a, a French school that has dog shit education, if we're being honest. Like we, JS have, on a, on a okay. On an on a provincial scale, on a provincial scale isn't yes. bad. Okay. On a global scale, different story. Yes, for sure. I just think that we were too laid back in high school. Oh yeah. Bro, we like you can talk about you know from grade nine to twelve where we literally would, you know, go to school. We would be playing like Clash Royale in class, bro. Like yeah. this is crazy. <laughs> like I remember, I remember grade twelve English with uh, what's our English teacher's name again? Oh, what's her name? Started with a D. I don't, I don't know. I forgot her name. No, it didn't start with a D. I'm thinking. Of no, no, university. no, no. Uh, oh, Sacramento. Sacramento. Hey. Shout out, man. I'm Sacramento. I hope you're not watching because we're about to <laughs> shit talk you so hard right now. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, no. Madame Sacramento was, you know, like bro. Me and you were in her class, chill vibes. This was during COVID. During yeah. COVID, we yeah. came to school for the first semester before lockdown started again. Yeah. And bro, like we'd pull up with our masks on. We get into class. Half the class is gone because, you know, it's divided in two courts. Yeah. It's just crazy. You walk in and bro, me and Carter are just chilling at the back of the class on yeah. our fucking phones talking about God knows what. It's just crazy conversation. <laughs> but yeah, no, like stuff like that. It's just like it, we lacked so much focus in high school that gave us habits that did not help us in university. That is actually a really good point. I I never thought about that. Yeah, I understood the idea of of not paying attention in high school and how that has made us worse students in university because that's where we started, right? Yeah, we're talking about how the international students are just crushing yeah. all the locals, outclassing us. But it starts it. I guess it starts at that. You got to knock on the door. Hold up. Um, what were we talking about? That was a very good point you made about how we weren't focused in high school yeah the habits the habits that's the thing and it's like when you're in high school you think uh high school is not that important it's not about the education mm -hmm. it's about you are in a system that is essentially developing your work habits yeah. despite it being high school it's developing the person you are yeah that's work, a huge thing the work habits you have bro your personality is literally built during those years if you yeah and if you get used to being distracted in a work environment it's gonna carry over into your your later life your you see, adult years you see the most social people in high school are the ones who actually end up getting the bad habits 
because we end up getting so distracted that i mean i'm speaking for myself like i am a very social person carter knows that in high school bro you you walk into the hallway i know everybody in the hallway bro like it's just crazy like you talk i talk to everybody like at this point like i'm just probably like one of the most social people at that school but yeah like, probably probably king i would say king of jsf yeah I'd, I'd consider myself king of GSF. It's a big statement, but <laughs> I got it. Self-proclaimed king. Yep. Walk yeah. into the hallway. Everybody knows who I am. All good. All good. Nah, not all that. It's fine, though. All, all the ladies want you. All the men want to be That you. one's crazy. It's that facts. one's crazy. But yeah, no, I was pretty much known as the artist of the school, I'm pretty sure. Like, I would say so. Everybody knew that, okay, this is the guy that makes music. I think there was one kid in in grade, the year under us. Yeah. Was, remember like, he came up, up to me? Who is he? I, I don't know. Even, he came up to I me. I forget his name. I have no clue. He came up to me and he's like, Yo, are you DLF? You're the one that makes music, right? And I'm like, bro, am I getting my first fan like response in front of me? Like, what is going on? You want me on? to sign your chest, <laughs> kid? Nah, that kid was th- that day. I realized like, yo, people actually know me in the school. That is crazy. Wow, man, that was crazy. That was crazy. But yeah, no, like stuff like that. But yeah, back to the point. I was just talking about like, I feel like the most social people in our school ended up getting the bad habits in the sense that. If you look at people who are very, like, quiet, not that social, don't go out, their distractions are very minimal. Yep. They end up picking up very studious habits where they go home, they just do their shit. Yep. You know, not do anything. But that also, I don't know how people like that cope with everything else going on in their life. 100%. It's just crazy. I feel like when you when you have that lifestyle, I don't know where your outlet is, honestly. Yeah. I don't know. It comes back to the balance we were talking about. You need to be able to... Stay focused, get your work done, but then also not neglect the social aspect of it. Because same thing, right now we're talking about being social in the negative light, but we can have the exact same conversation about how you need to talk yeah, to people you need in high to. school. Yeah. You need to develop those yeah. social skills. You develop the social skills, you get to university. I'm going to tell you a story now. Like, bro, after grade 12, for fuck's sake, our graduation was on a fucking USB. <laughs> Yeah. Like, bro, shit like that. Like, yeah. I even have my own graduation and prom. This is recorded. I'm telling you right now, the one thing I fucking wanted in grade 12 was a graduation and a prom. I wanted to tell my kids that, okay, I went to prom. Here are the prom pictures. But, bro, now I have to tell them I survived the fucking pandemic. Like, hello? What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. But, yeah, no, like, after that, I realized that, yo, like, we're going to, we're like, all of our friends are going to go in their different direction at some point. Yeah. We're going to lose a lot of people, and we did. We lost a shit ton of connections that we thought we'd keep. (laughs) And, bro, I got to uni first year. I went to one of the Frosh events for UTM. And, yeah, bro, my first friend was a Discord friend, bro. I I met him. He's still my friend. I still love the guy. But, yeah, uh, got there and I realized that, bro, I'm going to have to do a lot of talking to strangers, bro. And if you cannot do that, your life in uni is going to be depressing. Literally, and U of T students need to hear that. Bro, they need to hear that, bro. I'm not going to lie. You guys just pull up to school walking around like like you guys are entitled or something and you can't talk to anybody. Like that's the, th- <laughs> that's the thing, though. Oh, what's going on here? No, that's the thing is that I don't believe that... Uh, sorry. I don't believe that these students want to be social. Like a little bit. A little bit, maybe. Like, it makes them uncomfortable sometimes, you know, like, mm. two, three days, one one or two days a week. They'll be like, ah, I wish I had a better social life. Yeah. But it comes back to that conditioning we were saying at an early age. Yeah. Is being social worth losing your 4.0? For me, it is. Yes. For me, it is as well. 100%. 100%. There are students 
Maybe it's pressure from their parents. Maybe it's even their own, you know, goals in life. Maybe it's their own goals in university. It might not be worth it to them. Yeah, I mean, it all comes down to upbringing at that point. Yeah. Because truthfully, parents play a huge part in becoming the person you are, obviously. 100%. Um, You know, uh, I always was a very quiet kid. But I grew out to be a very social person because of school, actually. Uh, But yeah, I mean... You know, it comes down to how they were brought up, how how many things they've been through in their life, how many social connections you have at a young age, stuff like that, bro. It's just like, there's a lot of factors, but at the end of the day, like, if you're not social in university, bro, you're going to have a tough time. It's, I agree. it's really tough. I do think the biggest privilege in the world is good parents. Yeah. I think having good parents is the number one privilege you could ask for. It's better than, I think, being... Than growing up rich i think it's better to grow up with good parents and just grow up rich any sort of i guess cultural privilege you want to talk about i think all of that does not compare to having good parents yeah because that's the those are the people that are that are making you literally physically making you but also like making you into the person you are yeah instilling their values their ideas you're just a version of them if they do a good job mm-hmm. but that's when you have to be careful. You might be born to awful parents. That's when you have to kind of maybe challenge yourself, challenge yourself. Right. Yeah. And, and think, could they be wrong? Which is a slippery slope. Yeah, I'm not going to get That is into, a crazy, like, I'm not, I, yeah, I would feel terrible for anyone who mm. doesn't trust their parents in that sense. Bro. I know. Uh, let's talk about a generational thing here. Okay. I'm not going to lie. Nowadays, a lot of people in our generation are traumatized they carry a lot of emotional baggage brother i was talking to my dad about this like a couple weeks ago like in his day and age there's no social media there's nothing toxic there's nothing bro for fuck's sakes he had to go to a phone booth to call my mother at the back in the day when they were like 19 and 20 like stuff like that like life was just so much simpler now you wake up you have social media you have a phone you have these these things that can you know cause mayhem in your life yeah. Sure, we use it on a daily basis, but bro, shit like that makes life hard as well in different ways. You get into problems because of social media. You get into crazy things, honestly, just crazy. Uh, but yeah, no, I feel like our generation is very hurt, very traumatized. Every girl that you meet nowadays uh, carries a lot of emotional like baggage, bro. Like whatever they go through, it could be personal, it could be anything, but I feel like it's a generational thing. It's hard with... It's hard with social media. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, people are, you know what it is, is that social media is just enough, just close enough to human interaction that it supplements human interaction. That's the thing, yeah. You're texting to people, Mm -hmm. you're DMing people, whatever. You see their face on Instagram, blah, 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 all this type of stuff. And you're in a group chat, whatever, even talking over Discord isn't real. No. Not even talking close. on a, a FaceTime isn't real. No. So it's, but it's like, it's just enough to where you can kind of transmit ideas. Yeah. But being like we are right now, we're two feet away from each other. Yeah. Our energy Bro, is in the we, same if room. If we were to do this podcast from home to home on Discord and record it, would it be the same thing? Absolutely not. No way. Not even close. No chance. No. So you need that in-person interaction. Just like school. We're not going to do t- 
school on teams have our graduation on teams yeah. like like bro what i feel like i feel like that destroyed you that we didn't get a graduation or a prom brother it hurts me every day bro I, and the entire my, my Why? no bro Why? the month of june now is just like it's just cancer to look at i opened my phone guys guys why? prom prom tickets why prom. do you care so much though bro because i didn't get it bro no i don't care about that shit. no i care bro i'm not gonna lie i feel, I like, feel, like, I feel prom... like there's things that you go through in school bro that you need to experience bro prom especially though is for girls i don't think so bro i feel like it's a big thing for guys as well it's a big moment it's like i don't know how to explain the value of it but it depends on the person i guess for me it was just valuable because i was like you know it's a benchmark of Okay, you finish high school, you have a prom, you get to celebrate with all your high school friends, yeah. and then come back after 10 years at a reunion, and then you, you know, talk about that moment, bro. It's a crazy moment. I, the only reason, like, yeah, hanging out with your your boys is always going to be the best. Of course. Doesn't matter the setting. Bro, I miss my boys so much, bro. It's crazy. We can be at, or. Of course. Not to. Bleep that out. This <laughs> guy leaked my address. Not to reveal the address. <laughs> <laughs> what Sorry. the f***? <laughs> This guy leaked his own address, my address. Like, what's going on? We could be at my house or your house yeah. or school or in a ditch. Anywhere, anywhere. As long as you're with those people, bro. When you're with your boys. Crazy energy. It's awesome. Crazy. Shout out to shout out to the boys. Let's name the them. Boys. We got Ali. We got Rohan. Rohan's G. Rohan's the G, to be honest. We got Daniel Lukadike. <laughs> yeah. We got uh, my boy Kaffer, Fardin, too many all those guys. There. There's too many. There's too honestly, many there's too many. It's just crazy. My yeah. boy Ahmad. All those GSF guys, man. I miss you guys so much. It's It's been a minute. We'll catch up soon at my house party. But yeah. yeah. Big time. Big time with the boys for sure. Yeah, the boys are special, bro. That that Those are like friendships that you have to make sure you have to keep, bro. Like, You're not going to find that anywhere else, bro. Nowhere. I think a lot of guys, they make like whatever they're three four good close friends in yeah. like grade three yeah and yeah. then just stick it out for like decades <laughs> yeah but uh no i think that's awesome and that's something that yeah you were right about you you have to make sure you don't lose that because yeah. once especially once you get older marriage kids you start to like Bro, it gets in the way obviously a lot of guys just lose their their i know and i want to make sure that does not happen with like a lot of people i want to yeah. keep them in my life bro like that's why i keep organizing this yearly party at my house just to make sure i get that reunion like yearly because yeah. bro most of the time during the year during school like we can't can't see each other like it's just so busy everyone has their own life in uni bro it's just crazy 100 percent. yeah and yeah we talked about it earlier you lose a lot of people on the way oh i forgot uh, literally my closest friend omar bro omar's the goat shout out Shout out, but uh, yeah, no, you lose a lot of people on the way, but we're still here. Of course, of course, we're still here. Pulling through, we're pulling through, and we're making it work. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You know what's funny is that I didn't really get close to like that group in JSF until I left IB. Yeah, bro, I was in the IB class. That's because when you're in that classroom, you don't get to experience what we experience. You don't. When you're in the my story, classroom, you don't get the stories. When you're in my classroom with all the boys, oh yeah, brother, that's crazy. You with, look uh, at one side of the class, you got Madame all the Japo. other people. Madame Japo, class, shout out, honorable mention, honorable, <laughs> <laughs> honorable mention, crazy teacher. Um, no, she was a G. No, nah, she was a G, bro. But uh, but yeah, no, I I didn't start getting close, and that was a huge reason for me leaving. Yeah, I will say right now that my elementary my grade eight elementary school teacher yep. who moved to jsf zombu do you, do you remember him? Zombu, no. mr zombu anyways he advised me i went to him and i was like what do you think about ib 
And he literally advised me not to expose him or anything, but he advised me that you shouldn't take IB. You shouldn't take IB. He's, I agree. He's, he's saying that, I mean, maybe in other countries it's different. If we're talking about international students, maybe it makes sense. If you're talking China, India, of and you're course. looking at, if you're bro, looking to study abroad, yes, that's what he told yes, me. that's what I was just about to say, bro. Like the the entire fucking like thing about it is international, literally baccalaureate. Bro. Yeah, like you're doing it because you want to go study internationally. If you're applying to schools in the UK and the states, yeah, sure, do it. You'll get recognized. But or if you're studying in Ontario, just do the program, bro. Dude, literally, and that is that he pushed that point to me. I'm yeah. like, I'm not leaving. Canada. No, bro. No one at that school left. No <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. Nobody. Everyone in IB no stayed No one that here. I know of. Me neither. I, I checked the... I watched the whole USB graduation. I saw everyone's names. <laughs> everyone USB stayed here, bro. No one left Ontario. Yeah. They're just in... The furthest they are is in Ottawa. Yeah. Crazy. Literally. So, so yeah. Like, he said, if you're not going to study somewhere around the world, not in this country, then you don't need to do it. Because yeah. it, it takes you away from that bro, experience. It takes you away from everything, bro. My history class was 18 people. Me and Gabriel were the only guys. <laughs> it's just us. Girls yeah. crush school. Everyone knows that. Okay. So if you're an IB, you have you and just your, your one homie. Yeah, it was depressing. And Yuri was part of IB for one year. For one year. Yeah, classic. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was funny, bro. That was good. We have too many memories, too many positive memories to forget that school. That is crazy. I agree. I, I want to go visit with, like, the boys again, bro. That'd be so fun. Like, actually. That'd be cool. Maybe in, like, 10 years when we're yeah super rich, we can go and Hundo. extend the school again. Yeah, literally. Build a new literally hole, The Faguni Ponce <laughs> uh, library. Literally. Yeah. You, you know, know I'm actually thinking of supplying there. Supplying there. Supplying. Why the f*** would you do that? Bank, bro. Bank? I, I talked to the new the new principal. Uh, he offered me I'm not gonna get into that much details but you know all I have to say is I I'm, I, I can do it I can do it will I do it maybe maybe as a side hustle who knows who knows but it's actually pretty good prayers for those students prayers but you're about to get the <laughs> best supply teacher you've ever gotten in your entire life oh supply yeah supply oh I thought you were gonna go and teach a class Hell no, I'm just supplying, bro. Oh, okay, okay. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Imagine just walking. Yo, guys, my name is Drew. I'm teaching you guys today. You already know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> like, what kind of supply teacher would you be? Very what were chill, the best bro. supply teachers? The best su- Oh. The ones who barely spoke French or you remember English. Eyebrows? Spent on eyebrows? It was like the, 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 the guy, the, the, she had no eyebrows, bro. Remember that one picture? Say what? We had one picture. Ali had that picture. Of that I teacher, I forgot her name. She know. literally has no eyebrows. I have no idea who you're talking about, brother. There's no way she no was literally one of the most common supply teachers in our school. She literally had no eyebrows. We called her Madame Eyebrows. I don't remember. Bro. I remember Mega Mind. That's her. Oh, okay. Mega Mind is Madame, <laughs> okay. Madame Eyebrows. Yeah, literally, Mega Mind is her. Yeah, I didn't know that was her name for. <laughs> Guy said Mega Mind. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. No, well, Mega Mind um, was one of her names though. To be honest. Yeah. Let's talk about, let's think about high school and a lot of your rap is about relationships, <laughs> was it? Yeah. You're in a very successful relationship now. Very successful. Why? Why? Why is it successful? Why is the relationship successful? Because you've grown. Yeah. Clearly. You've had relationships in the past. Yeah, well, you What learned. makes this one different? 
what makes this one different is I would that have to say that your approach changed. Approach definitely changed. Exactly. Approach is the, 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 like the one thing that changed the most, That's to be honest. That's what I'm saying. So, so what changed? Brother, how'd you, how'd from you bouncing upgrade? from one to the other to the other to the other in GSF, it was just crazy. Like, <laughs> I, I was just like moving crazy because I was like... is a good way to put it. it. Literally bouncing. <laughs> literally bouncing. It was crazy. Yeah. But yeah, no. From there, you learn, bro. I, I learned so much from every single person that I've talked to. I've, you know, after all those years of being hurt from people who literally didn't give a shit about me, like shit like that, it's just, it, cha- it changes your perspective on a lot of things and it, you know, increases your standards. Yeah, you, I didn't give a shit You start looking for, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you start looking for more though. Like I, I, I came into university actually looking for someone. I, I knew that it was the opportunity to meet people and, you know, talk to more people, including girls. So I was like, you know what? Let's start looking. Let's see what, you know, who is willing to actually talk. Because there's a lot of people. I'm going to talk about this too. A lot of people at UTM that just can't talk, bro. Like, there's, <laughs> you, they just look so unapproachable. Like, yeah. Is that the same thing at St. George? Because literally, I walk into one of our like, main buildings, like our cafeteria. Brother, there's people that you just can't even approach. You, you, you feel scared to approach them, bro. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. Guys and girls? You both. Both. But the girls are more intimidating. Why? They just look like they, they want nothing to do with you. It's defense mechanism. It is defense mechanism. But, like, bro, like, even when, like, you, you look at a girl, like, studying on her laptop for fuck's sakes, like, shit like that, like, where they just don't look approachable. Like, you can't just walk up there alone and tell me, like, if I told one of my boys, like, I don't know. Let's say we go back in September. I go back. I go back and I tell one of my boys, go to go talk to that person. The one thing he's gonna tell me, bro, how am I supposed to go talk to her when he she's doing this 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 this? Like, it's just the the approach is not natural, and That's it's fair. very forward. That's fair. And if a girl's able to take that forwardness from a guy, then it's different. That's but, fair. But most of the girls that I've seen at our school, prior to me having a girlfriend, literally. They're just you can't approach them. You you either meet them in a class or a tutorial. You meet them in a lecture. Yeah, and that's how you build your connections. That makes sense. Yeah, and the uh, I think a lot of it all it all holy shit. I think a lot of it is also in guys' heads. I think some of them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Some girls are unapproachable, but I think a lot of it also comes down to insecurity. Insecurity. The guy is worried that the girl's gonna freak out, call him a creep, call him weird. Yeah. And that like kind of maybe inhibits that thought sorry allows that thought to think this is an unapproachable person when in reality yeah no no no. that's true that's true i feel like everyone has their own insecurity willing like when it, when it comes to like you know approaching people yeah yeah for me i just do it in a very natural way like most of the time i end up talking to people in class um very natural approaches nothing crazy where you just you know go up to someone and talk to them or ask them like forward things yeah but yeah no but yeah, you know, related to relationships though, like back to that, bro, after every downhill slope I've had, I learned a lot yeah. in the sense that it allowed me to open my mind and be more mature. Yeah. Bro- brother, the <clears throat> sorry, the only thing that I appreciate from people nowadays is they recognize my maturity. Really? A lot of people say that I'm like, you know, more mature for my age because when it comes to shit like relationships and problems and communication, brother... I'm like levels ahead. That's good. Like, I feel like I'm very mature in the sense that I'm able to maintain and stabilize a relationship, communicate 
And yeah, I feel like that's why my relationship is successful. Because Good. I mean, at the end of the day, it does go both ways. Yeah. Both people have to communicate. But yo, I feel like I put myself in a position to build something real. That's the biggest thing. Real. Real is something I've never had, bro. Yeah. Real is something where you literally. All these fakers. Bro, all these fakes in fucking GSF. <laughs> Shout out to the fakes in GSF. You guys taught me a lot. These are all fake, bro. All of you are fake. Are you guys going to watch this fucking podcast? I'm looking right at you. Fakes, bro. Fakes. It's actually crazy. The amount of people who I, I just like literally talked to in high school and just treating me like I'm a fucking piece of shit, you're a fucking idiot. Sorry, sorry. Sorry. That was me. What? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. It's just crazy. But yeah, no. Like, I feel like the core of just the why it's successful is just maturity, communication, and, you know, standards. You need to have those standards. That's true. You do need standards. Yeah. Enough people don't have standards. You're right. And there comes, yeah, you have to have like a line. A lot of people don't have like a a barrier to i guess the type of the amount of shit they're willing to go through and put yeah. up with again again this is where the emotional baggage comes in the reason why if you think about it you look up stats on the internet about the length of relationships nowadays yeah. where we average around like i'd say nowadays in our generation three to four months is like the average length of a relationship nowadays for our age yeah it's crazy and i always tell myself like how how do people actually give up that easily it makes no sense to me. But then I realized, like, yo, people, when they go through that traumatic shit, bro, and they have their triggers, and their partner doesn't allow them to help them deal with those things, yep. they end up hurting themselves. And then they end up putting themselves first and say, I'm done with this. Rather than working it out. Yep. My biggest thing is working shit out. I always communicate first. I always, you know, try my best to work things out entirely together. And rather yeah. solo because, bro, the only reason I'm at, shout out to my girlfriend, I love her. We hit our six, we hit our six months uh, like two weeks ago. Past the average. Past, past the average, quite <laughs> literally. Yeah, no, like, it's just shit like that, bro. It's just like, I'm proud of the fact that I found something real and the fact that it's moving well and it's great. Like, I love it. It's yeah. real. She met my parents and everything. It's great, bro. Like, life is good. I'm all, I'm all about that YPG. I've always praised YPG. You know YPG? What's YPG, bro? Years per girl. Years per girl. <laughs> you have to yes, increase that stat. Increase that stat. As high as possible. That's the thing. I only go for... <laughs> I wouldn't even consider a relationship if I didn't think it was going to last at least a year. Yeah, for like sure. My, No, for sure. My, my relationships have been three and a half and one. Three and a half years, one year. I've never done months. Yeah, I've never, never been done with months. someone for just months. Like that's like I can't you even. See, understand I want you that. to talk about that because like, yo, the three-year one was crazy. The first one was sorry. The second one, the, the one year. Like, how how do you, how, how do you and your partner just figure out like, okay, this is worth doing for a year, even. I don't think it's about that. I don't think it's about, like, talking through it. I think it's more just. You need to find two people with that intention. Yeah. You know what I mean? Intention is a crazy thing. If you if you start dating someone and they don't have the intention, the intention of being, of being in a, a long term thing, yeah. Then then you never know. That's the thing. Nowadays girls just think guys are just here for short term hookups and shit like that. Like, bro, there's a lot of guys who are out there looking for real love, bro. And I hate the stereotype where people or sorry, women just say like shit like I don't know, yeah, fuck men. <laughs> Like, man, they're all, they're all a bunch of cheaters who just, you know, run their way out and, you know, do all, some, do all sorts of 
mockery like everywhere else. Like it's not the it's not the case for every single person, you know. That's true, but you also can't blame a lot of these women who their only experience has been with those men. That's true, so, but, so that's, but that's why the, the the girl can't just be like, okay, this has happened to me. That's the way I think. When you when the person when the girl that's traumatized meets that guy who's able to fulfill all those spots, that's when the mentality switches. Yeah, and entirely changes her life. Yeah, her entire perspective on life, her entire thinking process. You start to forget how to overthink, shit like that. Like, bro, coming from me, I was a huge overthinker, bro. The same with these stereotypes about men. I had the stereotypes about women too. Women are playing games here, left, right, and center. You hear it in my songs all the time. <laughs> you probably hear it in the song. Bro, you look at my lyrics, bro. Like I, I write everything in my lyrics. That's yeah. the one thing I tell everybody. If you want to know what I went through in life, go look at my lyrics. You'll see everything. And trust me, I write. I write what I feel. What are the What are the songs? I don't remember which one. What are the songs? The intro. It was like, uh, uh, and then and then you hear in the background, it's Drew whispering. Just be playing games. <laughs> and <laughs> then the song starts. That's granted, granted. <laughs> granted, yeah. Tell me for granted. Yeah, no, literally. Literally, yeah. no, like, bro, look at that song. Like, if you can get a clip of it playing in this podcast, can you? Maybe, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Like, put, put in a clip of this. Like, bro, you look at the song, granted. Like, play, play it. And literally, you hear, like, you hear every lyric and it, it, you, it hits you. It hits you. Everything I say hits you. It's supposed to be relatable. Because, you know, most now, most music nowadays, artists just go for... You know, if you look at the market, it's just like people like Ed Sheeran and like Dua Lipa and all these people who are writing like love songs and shit like that. Like it's the whole point is to market the people who are hurting and are willing to relate to an artist. Yeah. Relate like relating to lyrics is a huge thing nowadays. That's why people appreciate music more. You're right. When it comes to like, you know, the whole, I think it's just a mentality thing, bro. Yeah. A generational mentality. Something that we can't change. You just have to find ways to work around it and you know, find a way to be, to stand out amongst the other men. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. That's like, that's the worst part about it. But it's the best part about it too, is because like the whole generation is fucked. Absolutely there's this, fucked. There's this huge push and this huge, whatever you want to blame it on society. I don't care. This huge force. Stereotype that, as well. Sure. Yeah. Stereotype. But if you can stand out amongst the men that are all struggling because of the society, because of the whatever i don't even like calling it society but the generational kind of struggles that our age our generation has yeah if you can find a way to beat that then you're already yeah you're already ahead you distinct yourself Mm -hmm. you rise up above everyone who's still struggling yeah so i mean i guess it just comes down to the fact that uh you need uh you need losers for there to be winners for sure so yeah, yeah, I agree. You got to choose to rise up. Huh? Got to choose to rise up. Of course. What? Nothing. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that, bro? This guy's staring into my soul like... What the it was, fuck? It was just transition. It's the end of the convo. Okay. Anyways, it's been fun. It's been really fun. Been a good convo. Good appreciate, conversation. Appreciate you coming all the way from... Of course. B-Town. B-Town, yes. Shout out to the Brampton people. Yep. The Shout Bramptonians. And, um, yeah, do you have any closing thoughts? I always ask for closing thoughts for the Victoria closing College thoughts. people. Uh, yo, shout out to everyone in Victoria. You guys are chill people. I know I've watched a couple of the content. Uh, amazing people. Shout out to everybody who comes on this podcast and, you know, showcases a side of them that, you know, you don't really see. 
Uh, shout out to Carter making amazing content. Absolutely amazing. Uh, this whole idea, I've always told them like this whole idea of this podcast stuff is crazy. It's a big, it's a big, like, it's a good thing to do for the, for the community itself. And yeah, I appreciate what you do for this culture of Victoria. Thank you, bro. No problem. Appreciate it. That's crazy. Good having you on. Yes, sir. Peace out. Peace out. Tell me for granted. That is some shit, yeah, I cannot stand it. Deep down, I'm an angel, but for real, yeah, I'm a bandit. Girl, once you lose me, you don't get no second chances. Don't take me for granted. Maybe I said it and I meant it. Tell me for granted. That is some shit, yeah, I cannot stand it. Deep down, I'm an angel.